Have you guys heard of Rakuten? It's where you can shop all your favorite stores online and make money. Yeah, you can make money. I have made thousands of dollars. Granted, I've been on it for a while, but if you're someone who's an online shopper, you need to sign up right now. And you can use my invite link. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N dot com slash R slash Divina 141. Rakuten.com slash R slash Divina 141. Happy shopping and make some money. Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on a lovely couple. I love doing these duo episodes. Uh, their names are Dr. Ellsworth Muth and Freddie Zintel Weaver, and they've assisted thousands of couples and singles creating lasting intimacy and fulfillment in their life and relationships. They've been featured on Showtime's documentary series Sexual Healing and the Emmy Award-winning NBC show Starting Over, their best-selling authors of Sexual Enlightenment. They've been endorsed by world-renowned spiritual pioneer Dr. Michael Beckwith, and they're the co-founders of Tantra Nova Institute in Chicago. They got nominated as Changemaker at the White House-sponsored 2016 United States of Women Summit in D.C., And they're currently residing in Chicago, and we're going to talk all about sexual enlightenment, how to not avoid conflicts with your partner, but how to navigate them, fully accepting them, and tantric energy, and some more things. So here they are. Hope you enjoy this episode. So what does sexual enlightenment mean to the both of you? Oh, wow. What a big question. (laughs) (laughs) Right to the meat. (laughs) Yes, that's me. (laughs) Yes, yes. Sexual enlightenment really has to do with becoming more aware and conscious of our innate energies that express themselves in different ways. And one way is in the sexual uh, energy when this energy arouses and this is probably an area that is the most unconscious uh, for people you know worldwide mm-hmm. this is an area we have not tapped into as an exploration uh, into consciousness yeah the thing about sexual energy is it's a unique manifestation for us as homo sapiens because when that energy is aroused we're more open, loving, vulnerable, receptive. Chemically, we're changed. More oxytocin, endorphin, serotonin, the feel-good hormones. So what we teach in our workshops are distinctions to be in that altered state of consciousness in a way that opens up something around an intention. So if you have like a relationship you want to improve or want to get in a relationship or work that's fulfilling more or a place that's inspiring to live, whatever it might be, The only thing that's keeping you from being or doing those things is ourselves. So Uh, to get beyond the veil of what we believe is possible in that altered state of consciousness that the sexual energy takes us to, we get more receptive. We can get deeper into the abyss of the subconscious, if you will. And that's how we teach and work with what we call the sexual um, enlightenment. Yeah, all for the sake of creating, you know, a fulfilled, joyous, mm-hmm. peaceful, you know, just most 
expressed, fully expressed life, be that with myself or in relationship or in family, or as Freddie mentioned, in our work, in our life's work. That's wonderful. So where does life force energy come into play with sexual enlightenment, and how do we really enforce it to work for us? Mm -hmm. Mm, Okay, so life force energy is given to us from the moment we are being conceived, and then it stays with us until we leave this planet. Mm -hmm. We don't generate life force energy. It is already within us. However, as human beings, unlike animals that are not self-reflective, you know, an animal doesn't live in past and future because they don't have language. I'm not saying that animals don't feel, right? but they don't fuss over their feelings. Like how we do it as humans, something happened, it may have been something wonderful or something, mm-hmm. you know, that may be difficult, we humans, what we do is then we have assessments about what just happened or Mm -hmm. we have fears about the future, what could happen. So we are never in the, the present moment. On the other hand, the capacity of language also allows that we can become aware of ourselves, you know, like how I feel, how I think, how what sensations I have in my body, because all three of them are based in frequency. Emotions are pure frequency. I cannot touch them. I cannot see them. Thoughts are pure frequency. Cannot. T- I mean, you are very familiar with this from your own work, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and how um, and sexual energy is frequency. You know, it it feels pleasurable. So right. they so life force energy shows up in three different ways in the human being. The first way, and they are not hierarchical in any way. Mm-hmm. So the first way is in our physical body. When it shows okay. up in the physical body, we call it a sensation. I feel hot. I feel cold. I feel pleasure. I have a knot in my stomach. Those are sensations. Sensations are frequencies. Now, they are associated with some physiological function. You know, like Mm -hmm. when I feel hot, the capillaries have opened up more. When I feel cold, they are more constricted. So, But how I experience it is I don't think, oh, my capillaries have opened. No, I feel hot, you know. And we want to become more aware of the sensations in our body because they may give us clues. When I have a knot in my stomach, hmm, else but mm-hmm. it may be something that you may want to listen to, not to fuss over, but to, hmm, what am I not letting go? Right. You know, what is bothering me? So that takes me then to the second way of how life force energy shows up, which is in our emotions, Mm -hmm. love, hate, joy, anger, you know, peace, jealousy, all, they have different frequencies. And the higher the frequency, the better we feel in our body, in our emotions, in our mental self. So we want to cultivate these higher frequency states of love and peace 
but that requires consciousness and awareness to mm. not get lost in my anger, my self-righteousness, right. you know. The third well, way, <laughs> the, thank you, the third way is our, uh, is the mental way that mm-hmm. our life force energy shows up. And then we call them thoughts. You know, we have all kinds of thoughts every moment, this chatter that goes oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> and we believe those thoughts. That's yeah. the thing. And mm-hmm. then... And so bringing awareness to my thoughts, so the whole point here is that we become aware of ourselves so that our sensations, including pain, is a sensation, or, you know, sadness, or anger, or hate, or my thoughts of that I'm not good enough, or I have doubts that I can do something, you know that the thoughts, the emotions, or the sensations don't have us any longer. However, we can have the emotion, the thought, or the sensation, or affect it. So the whole point is about becoming aware, more conscious, of what energies are moving through me. Because once I'm aware, i got choice. I can choose to say, stay in a de- debilitating feeling or thought, or I can say, hmm, Elspeth, do I really want to stay angry or am I more committed to harmony in my relationship? And that awareness, that consciousness of distinguishing and then choosing, we can bring this to our sexual self. And you can mm-hmm. see how the mind is really important to be able to recognize how our story making keeps us in that state. Right. You know, somebody says something or you get triggered by something and it's not that you own your upset. It's over there that you're upset. So you've given up all your power. So when you can start to move into some consciousness around the somatic uh, energetic manifestation, like how my stomach's feeling, how my uh-huh. back is feeling, and tap into that and choose that and be what we call the witness of that, which requires some practice. Um, then we can choose to not be at this subjective, you know, subjection of our um, of our thoughts and our and our, our upsets and our disconnects because that's how most folks are run. They're run by these emotions. All of us, all of us. Nobody is exempt. Yeah, we just have shorter shorter <laughs> length of being being in the upset. That's yeah. what happens yes. to me. and we yeah. can then live more in the field of joy and happiness, and connection, and reconnection. Now, let's go back to the sexual enlightenment, because that's really the theme here, and that is so unfamiliar. What does that mean? Particular enlightenment is usually, you know, mentioned when we talk about the spiritual self, the divine Mm -hmm. self, and here we combine it with the word sexual. (laughs) And I can't think of anything more spiritual than sex. It creates life. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. It's the most powerful of energy there is because it brings forth life. You know, unlike nuclear energy, it's very powerful. But guess what? While it can heat up our houses, Mm -hmm. it also can destroy whole countries and can... Bring forth life. So, anyway, th- that awareness to so you know, Davina, where we come from is that over the last 
50 years or so, both yeah. in our mental construct and understanding and in our emotional awareness, we have evolved a little bit more, you know, uh-huh. through the practice of yoga and meditation coming from the East, people are more willing to be with their thoughts or engage in stillness or coming to stillness. Then through therapy and transformational programs and approaches, again, over the last 50, 60 years, you know, we have become more familiar with expressing and feeling our Uh emotions. It's much more permissible now than it was in the 60s or 70s. However, our sexual self is something that is really very obscured still. I mean, just see the breakdowns of the sex trade, you know, Uh domestic violence in intimate relationships. And the porn, the clergy. Cu- porn culture. The yeah, right. The breakdowns in the Catholic Church. Yeah. So these are all indicators of unconsciousness. Right. And mm-hmm. we are not saying unconsciousness is bad. It's not about being good or bad. It's not about being moral. It's about being connected with our fullest life force, our aliveness and become coherent in the way we live our lives, in the way we feel, and feel well within and then in relationship. And we find that the sexual energy as an awareness is really the last frontier. And that is why we want to speak with you about this and bring it to your audience. (laughs) Thank you. So I I feel like people are wondering while they listen to this, what is an easy, like, sexual consciousness practice anyone can do that we can start with? Like, how do we develop a careful practice that's, you know, both good for us, fills our needs, and fills our partner's needs? So how can we start with an easy practice? Okay. So the first piece to this is beginning to develop what we call the witness state of mind. Because typically when we get into the sexual stuff, we go into sort of a self-gratifying unconsciousness. Even though we're maybe with ourselves or we're with another person – there is a give and take, or it's just let's get to the to the core of the fun part, you know, the best part, the orgasm. Right. So we want yeah. to develop the capacity to tap into that energy, into that place that gets us to a deeper listening and just a, an altered state. So this mm-hmm. is the first piece. So let's uh, let's guide your listeners through just a simple breathing practice. Right. So for the listeners, just seated up comfortably on your sit bones. If you're laying down, that's fine. Your eyes can be open, closed, or soft focus. Great. Now put a hand on your belly. Beautiful. And you're going to breathe through your nose, and you're going to breathe down into the diaphragm and extend the belly as you inhale. So try that. And then follow with your awareness, your breath back up and out through your nose in your own pace, depth, and rhythm. Good. Continue to breathe that way. I'm going to say a few more things. For most of us, we can do that for about three breaths before our mind gets busy, distracted, or into some other internal conversation. So when that happens, just acknowledge it and bring your focus back to the breath. Following your breath into your nose, down your trachea, 
lungs, extending into your diaphragm and belly like a big balloon on your inhalation. Really feel that extension. And follow with your awareness, your breath back up and out through your nose in your own pace, depth, and rhythm. Stay with it. Watching your thoughts, letting them come, letting them go. Focus back to the breath, following the breath into your nose, down your trachea, lungs extending into your diaphragm and belly like a big balloon on your inhalation. Following your breath back up and out through your nose in your own pace, depth, and rhythm. You are your own witness to any thoughts, conversations, interpretations, or meaning. For now, just breathing and being. Stay with it. And while you are breathing in and out, notice how the breath is moving through you effortlessly now. You're just watching. And breath and life force energy go hand in hand. They are not separate. When we don't breathe, we die. So that means that they go together also when we are alive. And on your next exhalation, empty yourself totally out. And then take a deep breath in, filling the belly, the chest, all the way to the top of your head. And on the exhalation, with your inner eye and focus, follow the breath, the energetic breath, moving down like trickling water through your torso, all the way down and out of your base into the seat. And then one more deep breath, filling the belly, the chest, all the way up to the top of the head. And on the exhalation, following the breath like trickling water, moving down through your torso all the way out of your base into the seat. And then continue breathing in your own rhythm. And feel that elixir of breath moving through you with the inhalation, filling you up, and with the exhalation, letting go. And then just take a moment and notice how you're feeling right now and how your body is feeling, even how you may feel emotionally right now. And Davina, if you would be so <laughs> kind and share a little bit how you may feel right now. I feel like my head's floating a bit up higher than me, and I just felt like this like rush of heaviness just leave, which was very mm-hmm. nice. Oh, so you feel lighter? I feel lighter, yeah. Wow. That was quick. <laughs> I'm very, <laughs> um, I guess people say, like, I'm very in tune. I'm very, like, it, like the sensitive. These things affect yes. me more and quicker. Yes. yes, you're very tuned to your energy. So with this yes, particular practice, <laughs> what happens is we start to watch how busy our mind is. Uh, mm-hmm. Because that was not a long practice, but you could see that within two or three breaths, you were already into mm-hmm. a story or a conversation internally. Am I doing this right? Or is my breath? Whatever, right. you know. 
Um, so as you continue to do this practice, we have longer and longer periods of time where we can watch the thoughts without being attached to the thoughts. Yeah. And that yeah. begins to give us a little bit of a pause or a separation from what we call the total felt sense of the thought. And that's really valuable in shifting moods and so on. Yeah. And then, you know, bringing this to our sexual self. So as I said in the meditation, energy cannot flow without the breath. So we want to bring aware breath to our sexual self. So when we start in our work with people, we always start on cultivating the awareness of the subtle energy, just like we did it in the practice, you know, that we can start feeling, oh, yeah, there's actually some movement of the breath here uh, that I can feel in my body that there are sensations. So, um, at a more advanced state, we can bring that conscious breathing to aroused energy because when we connect with that aroused energy through the breath it extend, extends it gets augmented it opens up more so orgasmic energy can flow with the breath what often happens when we are in the height of orgasm we stop breathing and that means that the orgasm is being stopped so Anyway, now this takes practice, Davina. It's not going to happen by itself. And the practice really not needs to start in a subtle, at the subtle energy level. And, and I want to add, too, that, you know, so a lot of folks come to this work and they want to enhance their lovemaking. And you will be informed in terms of these practices and how that can happen in terms of mutual lovemaking and flow, flow and so um, but And you can also use these practices, as we teach them in the workshop, as a very conscious practice, a sexual meditation, to get to the root of something around an intention you want to create in your life. That's using the, this altered state that happens in the sexual energetic with distinctions and with intention to shift something in your, your life. And that's the unique approach to transfer, transformation that we're working with. And that's what's really at the core of, of working with the, with the sexual enlightenment, the sexual consciousness, and where that energy can take us and how it can affect our everyday life. Love that. And where does tantric sex and energy come into play? Tantric energy? Well, tantra yeah. is, is, is a system of working consciously with sexual energy. And so mm-hmm. we are Tantra Nova, Tantra Nu. So we're working with the energetic yoga of Tantra. It's different from the Hatha yoga, physical yoga. This is energetic yoga. So we're working with some distinctions from the West and some distinct and distinctions from the East. And we've combined our own gestalt of, of how we can be really effective with working with this energy. Yeah. yeah. It's just like the yoga of the physical body. There are certain postures you do so that it's not yoga energy. It's prana. It's life force energy. It's reiki. You know, it's just the uh, subtle energy that you work with in reiki and, and the roused sexual energy, they are all the same energy just at different states. 
you know, from subtle to highly aroused, but it's the same energy. And there are these systems, as Freddie mentioned, like Tantra or uh, Taoism, uh, where we can learn to cultivate our energy. Yeah, but there's not a tantric energy. There is just life force energy, and the tantric system was developed thousands of years ago, and it assists us in connecting with this most life-giving energy, embellish it, move it, circulate it, you know, share it with another in embrace. So that is the beauty of the tantric practice that we can cultivate this further, become more conscious, and ultimately it's all about creating, you know, fulfillment in life, love, and intimacy. Can I ask you guys a bit of a, I guess, personal question? Because it it was really called for me to ask this. I wanted to see if when you guys met, did your relationship seem destined? And do you think that when couples have that, feeling with their with each other that they're able to cultivate this type of energy I guess easier or it's more intense do you find any like correlation with that well you know I think people are bought together um, you know out of a a kindred spirit you know a wanting to be with each other the way you smell social education economic all those factors play and then what happens Mm -hmm. in relationship usually people create something bigger than the relationship like a baby or property and time together and almost six months to the day that Elspeth and I met we created Tantra Nova that was our baby and Tantra Nova has fulfilled both of us collectively and individually and it's probably the best work we could be doing on the planet in our life to make a difference. So I think that's the thing to listen to in relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. and from my side, I would say that I was so ready. I wanted to bring a beloved into my life. I had struggled quite a bit with relationship in my life before that. I had an, a pattern of attracting unavailable men, and while right. that was exciting most of the time I was alone and I got very despaired about that it was over 20 years ago and that was the time when I said okay Alfred you need to do something otherwise you end up without lasting intimacy in your life before you leave this planet and I was not willing you know to go that route and that is when I dedicated myself to the practice of Tantra and what opened up for me out of the healing uh, work in in Tantra was that I uh, got in touch with that I had held distrust towards men. Now, mm-hmm. if you had known me, Davina, mm-hmm. uh, back then, I, you, I never would have shown up to you as a distrusting bitch. I was very <laughs> nice. I was kind. I was inviting, you know. I was charming. But underneath, in the subconscious, there was something... Mm-hmm hanging around, and that was the opportunity for me through the tantric healing that leads us, you know, beyond the conscious mind, because in my conscious mind, everything was fine, and when I did therapy about an experience when I was 18, when I did therapy about it, it seemed it was all resolved, but, you know, then many years later, when I allowed myself to tap 
into a space of myself beyond the mental, beyond the linguistic, into Mm -hmm. like the cellular level of our memory, what was uncovered, actually I uncovered in my sexual center, there was a memory where I just, when I was 18 years old and, you know, first boyfriend, first love, it was very blissful. And then he asked me to have intercourse and I said yes, although I was not Mm -hmm. ready. It was freakingly painful. I had to go to the gynecologist, and the bill went to my house. My dad opened it. All hell broke loose. He called me a whore. My boyfriend left shortly after, so there I was totally alone. And that was the moment when I started to close off and Mm -hmm. also had made this decision that men are never there for you elsewhere when you need them. Now, with that trailing me through my young adulthood into my older adulthood, no wonder that I didn't trust men, that it was not visible, you know. However, Mm -hmm. by clearing that and healing that, what opened up for me was deeper trust in myself, then more trust in men in general, and then six months later, Freddie came into my life. And you know, I would not have recognized him, I think, if... I had not done that clearing because he was available, and that did not fit with my previous pattern of looking for unavailability. So it is so essential that we do that inner clearing and Mm -hmm. clearing ourselves of illusions. And yes, I would say that Freddie and I were brought together for our own deeper healing and coming to wholeness within and what this means in relationship and live a relationship accordingly and then share it with people in the world. I think both of us came to this planet to actually do that. It took us, you know, many decades to mm-hmm. realize that, but it doesn't matter when we do it. The most important thing is that we do what we came here for. And yeah, there was some guidance for me definitely that we were brought together that we were drawn together that we saw each other and became aware of the opportunity that this relationship could be to each of us Uh, and the contribution we could make to the world that's lovely 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanted to also ask how do we avoid fights and accusations with our partner? Like, how do you best avoid altercations and yeah. disagreements? I don't think you're ever going to avoid them, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> you know, they're never going to, you know, when you start out, it's like, oh, God, I just love the way you look and the way you smell. And yeah. then after about three years, you need to take a bath, you know, because uh, yeah. we, we, you know, and no one's going to be everything that you think they should be because they're right. who they are, no matter how close you are to them. So, the only hope for us is to, like that practice we started, that belly breath, to begin mm-hmm. to cultivate the capacity to, again, own your own upsets and be able to, from a place of calm and stillness, speak what's there for you around a disconnect or an upset in a relationship. Yeah. Because as long as you go back and forth blaming the other, you're never going to be satisfied because you're giving up first all your power to them. So when they wear that red dress or they scratch their head or whatever the thing is that has got you going, you're going to be off your off your uh, your center. 
So to be able to be with what matters and what doesn't, if you need to share it or whatever, sometimes you don't. You just flatten it and let the person be who they are because that's who they are. The biggest opportunity in a relationship is to learn how to allow your partner to be who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, And these practices are the things that flatten a lot of the things that keep that disconnect going. But things are going to always keep happening. They just don't stick around as long. Yeah, so that we really, what Freddie, you know, calls own your own upset is that the way I feel is generated within me. We live in an illusion that I feel a certain way because of the other. You know, the other Mm -hmm. doesn't pay attention to me, then I feel sad or abandoned, or when the other is angry, I, you know, want to shrivel because I just hate being in a space of anger. I may get afraid and, you know, whatever old stuff may get triggered from our childhood. We want to learn to move, to to really clear that within ourselves. Nobody in the world can clear it for us because my nervous system is my nervous system. Everything I feel in my body, in my emotions, every thought I think is coming from the inside out. Now, that is actually good news because I cannot change someone else, but I can change myself. I cannot change the weather but I can change how I feel about the weather. And that is, you know, I can either complain or I can put my rain shoes on and take the umbrella and go outside and dance in the rain. I mean, there are many, you know, possibilities how I could be with the rain. When we use this analogy and look at relationship. If I look at my partner that, you know, I cannot change him, but I can change how I feel about him. And then I can really work on myself on shifting the way I feel from anger anger into equanimity, you know, from jealousy into coming to a state of presence so that I may see the truth instead of being run by possessiveness. Now, that takes work and, most importantly, willingness that I take myself on. And then the beauty in relationship is then when both do their work in that way, then we can be of support of each other. So, for example, you know, in the morning in the kitchen, preparing breakfast, and something doesn't go my way. You know, I may snap at Freddie. Now, Freddie has a choice to either snap back or just be in his witness, breathe, and just let me be. Now, given that we have both an awareness of that it's up to each of us to step out of our trigger, you know, I may just within two minutes, you know, say, okay, Elsa, just stop it, like an internal process. Or he may just ask me, darling, do you want to stay triggered? You know, in a kind way so that I become aware, oh, Elspeth, you are just going down the spiral. You know, so I can come back, recalibrate, and bring myself as my loving heart to myself and then to him. Beautiful. 
so beautiful. So, what is next for your practice together? What's next for the both of you? What's next? Oh, well, you know, we're going to continue our work. We are looking at places that we have a big retreat coming up, actually, in uh, Costa Rica in February. So that's Very the nice. most recent next thing. And then you come further or closer to now, we've got workshops coming up all through the rest of the year. Um, so we're... we're mm-hmm. Yeah, let me just chime in here. That um, so So we have workshops monthly from Foundations Workshop, that are co-ed to a foundations workshop that is just for men because there are very specific things to be learned on sexual, emotional, and spiritual levels for men. And then I, and Freddie teaches that. It's called Men, Sex, and Power. And then I teach mm-hmm. a workshop for women only, which is called Awaken to Your Feminine Essence because Feminine energy is quite different than masculine energy. Estrogen is quite different than testosterone. So all in service to come more fully into ourselves, because when I'm more fully in myself, I can share myself more fully and live a more fulfilled love life and life in general. We also work with couples and singles in private programs, uh, either online or in person, and um, and then, of course, the opportunity to talk to you and share with you is, you know, the intention there is really spreading this beautiful message more that this is possible and available to people. And, you know, having uh, recently released our book, Sexual Enlightenment, uh, also in audio book form, so people have easy access either paperback or Kindle or now audio version and where we share the opportunity of becoming sexual con- sexually conscious. And when we say that, Divina, we always mean it, the integration of the sexual, emotional, and the spiritual. You know, this is not just about sex, which is, sex is totally fine, but it's just one level of experience. So it's all about the integration of the physical sexual, the emotional love, and the mental and spiritual self so that we become further integrated and coherent so they can communicate with each other. They are in flow with each other instead of fighting each other or one is closed off like in my example you know, my heart was disconnected from my sex. In mm-hmm. my healing, what what I came back to was the connection of my love with my pleasure self. So I no longer needed to look for sex in order to feel love, which is not attainable anyway. It's a fallacy. It only happens that we feel fully loved when we are connected in our sexual, emotional, and spiritual self. Got it. Okay, could you tell everybody where they could find you guys? Anything else you'd like to plug? Yes, yeah, thank you so much. So our website is tantranova.com. That's spelled T-A-N-T-R-A. N-O-V-A, Tantra Nova, like supernova, T 
tantranova.com. And our uh, books, our book in the various formats are all available on Amazon.com. Also going to the homepage at Tantra Nova, scrolling down, you can just click at Audible or Amazon and go and get the book there. It will really heighten, you know, your awareness, your understanding of what it means for you who is listening to become more integrated in your physical, sexual, emotional, and spiritual self so that you may experience higher, a higher sense of fulfillment first and foremost with I'm so excited for this next partnership. I love CBD. I love hemp. They have both helped me so much in my wellness journey. And I'm always open to partnering with amazing brands that can help others. And Feel Good Hemp was started by Noah. Noah's father was diagnosed with cancer and he was on a mission to heal him. And that's what he did. He created this amazing brand of tinctures, gels, and bombs the bomb is called the bomb it's really amazing it has the cleanest ingredients just oils and hemp what more can you want from that he's been so so sweet to give my listeners a code 25 percent off free shipping if you use the code divine 25 at checkout uh it's basically the subscription coupon but you're not subscribing you're just getting the deal what's better than that thank you noah we really appreciate you and yeah, so go to Feel Good Hemp and check him out. Divine 25 at checkout. And let me know what you guys think about it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, I really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support.